Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Like the first two bars of the melody. But when it's time for me to recreate that melody without the melody being played in the background, I have a really hard time. It's kind of hard for me to sing songs until I really get a feel for them yeah. without the backing track. That too. Um, I think I'm similar. I'm not gonna lie. I, this is this is gonna sound like a stunt, but I feel <laughs> I feel like I do exactly what you do, but I'm able to continue on it, which is actually I think why you've at times asked me where you're like, can you help me with this? Yeah, because like, I can build a melody. Not to mention I have that crazy diverse vocal range. Yeah. I'm, I'm really good with words. I just have a hard time retaining melody structure. Not that I don't have rhythm, guys, but I have a hard time retaining melody structure sometimes. Yeah. So it's like... Melody's my thing. That's my delegation slip. I keep it for like... Well, I mean, my delegation has really... I, that's what... It's weird to me because it's a cool thing. Good artists imitate. Great artists steal. Kendrick and Lupe. <laughs> Hot take. But, Ooh, that's a Picasso quote. Yeah. No, but I'm... But I J. Mean, Cole and 90s hip-hop? Fair. <laughs> fair. J. Cole, Joey Badass, and 90s I was hip-hop. like, land of the stakes! Oh, man, this beat is fire! And then I found it on an Outkast song that I hadn't listened to before, and I'm like, oh, All that's that. cool. Even R&B right now, if you listen to R&B, a lot of the dope R&B songs that are out right now are just samples from old 90s R&B songs. Yeah. Even, like, we're getting to the point now where... Poison! There are Usher remakes, and it's like... Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. No, I had the How does that make you feel? When I was walking into Walmart, I was, like, they had, like, Prince playing, and I'm like, man, I don't know if, like, their radio is getting way better or I'm getting older. Yeah, I, I feel you, man, because some of this new shit that come out... I just can't like I don't know. It's not it's not there for me. Like, like Lil Skies, have you heard Lil Skies? Mm-hmm. And I'm not don't don't at me, bro. I'm not slandering it. Everybody got their own taste. It's just some of this shit I can't get into, man. Like I don't I don't know. My head like I started leaning more towards like artists like Smino and Ari Lennox and mm-hmm. Mick Jenkins. <laughs> Brent Fiaz, Mick like, Jenkins, Big Crit, Big Crit, Mick Jenkins, fucking Big Crit, man. God damn, I feel like that is one dude that is so. You didn't put, I'm underrated. surprised you did not put any Big Crit on the playlist this week. Actually, there are definitely songs that I could have. I was stuck in my like real revolutionary mode. I'm, not to mention you were you were putting like educational tracks on there for the youth. Yeah, that that too. Like there I'm was, still on my like let me put some wild stuff that like really only I listen to. <laughs> I'm not gonna apologize for it because there's songs I felt like you that were important at that time and are still important now, but Oh, um update. So our uh, Prince Picture giveaway um, since we posted that on Saturday with our last week's episode, I think we will announce on our recording next week of who wins the Prince picture signed by me and you. Yeah, one more week, guys. It's time to turn it the fuck up. Let's show up. Let's show out. Come on, you send us the likes, send us the comments, tell us what you like, tell us you don't like. Even if you don't like us, you like Prince. 
it's shit, exactly. And we just try and make it happen because this is get ready for it. You got your swim trunks on. Yeah. You got your goggles ready. Yeah. You got your flippers going. Yeah. And let's jump into We're it. We're rising up and crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I hope y'all have had a great week. My week has been sustainable. <laughs> So I was thinking of something on the way over here. What's the over-under for the amount of time after quarantine is over where somebody on our timeline complains about there being nothing to do? Ooh. I'm going to say a month. I was going to give it three. I usually, yeah. yeah I'm going month... to say a month I feel before like people on realistic. our timeline are tweeting about like not having anything to do. I feel like that's realistic. I feel like people are fickle creatures. And, and within a month, they're going to forget all of this. Like, at least what it felt like being in it. It only took a week for us to forget about coronavirus and remember racism, so... <laughs> I was listening to a podcast I am not going to shout out, because Bill Simmons doesn't need any more shout-outs. <laughs> Retract. That, uh, his guest, and he was like, it literally took the world to stop a nine-minute video yeah. for people to be like, racism. Yeah, I've seen that. It literally took the world to stop. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen that meme floating around that sounds pretty much like that. And another thing, I'm I'm not calling anybody out because it was a very poignant meme. But, but, let's stop stealing memes and making them statuses. Let's stop doing that, guys. If a picture is worth a thousand words, and a meme is a thousand words plus 25, that's a thousand and twenty-five starters. Two, I actually did a project on memes, which at the time, in like 2013, was very avant-garde, about how... <laughs> Ahead of the motherfucking curve. Keep going. Talk which, that shit. Talk that shit. Where a meme becomes a template for a pattern of thought for the audience. So without even looking at the words of the meme, people already know the connotation of it. And people are more likely to look at a meme because it's a picture... It's already worth that word, and you already know what it's going to be trying to okay, say. Okay, but my point is when you take the meme... They are digested then, quicker and easier than words. But when you take the meme, and then you use it as, like, okay, so you don't even use the meme. You just type the meme out as if it is your own train of thought. Do you know how many now, people actually keep reading if the bottom of your post says, see more? I do, because I'm lazy, but that's also why I, mean, I don't get too, on social media. But I also know that we are... It's our job yeah. to look up all this stuff. I mean, that's fair. But it's not my job to be... Who take memes, type them out like they're your own train of thought. You keep doing it. No, no. We see you. We see you. And your meme. We don't steal. Comedy. Did you literally just miss what I... I did. I did not. I did not. Sips. Tea. I understood what you said. But... Does what? that make Carlos Mencia a genius? No. No. That's my point. I mean, like, alright, so... Comedy's weird. Comedy... Stand-up. Stand-up Stand-up is weird, where you can't steal jokes, but you can certainly take a joke and evolve on it. That was or, the weird not, thing. Not even evolve, you have to switch the perspective on it. Wasn't that the weird thing between Louis C.K. and, um... Fuck Dane Cook. Well, no, let's take a really simple one with, like, Trump stand-up jokes. 
You'll have someone like Marin who just goes on an angry fucking rant. And then you have John Mulaney who's like, it's like a horse in a hospital. People are like, what do you expect? It's like, we don't know. We've never had a horse in a hospital. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, you can, it's kind of like rap music, right? Like, rap is getting to the point where metaphors and similes, like, I guess they're finite, right? To an extent. So, is it the metaphors and similes are finite? Or is it the... The words that you could string together, I guess, are finite? Or is it the um, lack of knowledge of how to expand on it? Because the whole, like, think about it. We're, we've done this before, where hip-hop, inherently, the older you get, the better you get. That is fair, it, which is something I think is widely like misunderstood in rap because rap is a very like nihilistic. Not like, to mention culture. it's a quote unquote young man's game. It, exactly, because it's nihilistic in its nature. The older but, you get, the more words you get, the more things you experience, and with yeah. those more words and experiences, you can make better similes and metaphors. It's true, but uh, what was Jay Z once said what when is, they were talking about? No ideas original, there's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. What's the name, the what's, quote, what's the name of the type of track that somebody, like the MC, is just trying to pump themselves up? A hype track? Yeah, a hype track. Jay-Z once said, like, there's only so much you can really do with a hype track. And yeah. then Kendrick comes out with DNA, where he does a hype track about, like, who he is as a person. That's one thing I do like about these new niggas, is they are very, like, introspective in a weird so, way. Not all, some. A lot of, even Future is kind of like very self-aware of who the fuck he is. That's what it is. Speaking it's of self-aware, what's up? Welcome to the plug. <laughs> it's a sense of self-awareness that these new rappers have that I I kind of appreciate. Like, they don't hold back from, like, they don't cap as much as rappers used to cap. Like, nowadays, it's like, yeah, I got money, but I also have mad, like, mental, like... <laughs> health issues and shit. Yup. I'm saying, most of the time, I want to die, and I'm living this fabulous life. <laughs> but most of the time, I want to die. <laughs> I told you, rap is very nihilistic. Kid like, Cudi, I mean, Kid Cudi <clears throat> did a lot of that shit. Yo, if you look at it, like, rappers used to be afraid that, like, the world was gonna kill them before they were 27, and now, these rappers are like, I wanted to die before I was 27. <laughs> Which is really saying something because you should wait until you're 27. So then you can join the 27 Club with like Kurt Cobain, Tupac, Amy Winehouse, Jim Morrison. Isn't that weird? With what the is 27 the... Club? Yeah. 27 Club is weird. Like, because it it's, it's, it's like actors and shit too. Like, even actors fall into that. No, it's, it's a lot of them. So, the 27 Club, um, we're gonna wait, we're Google. So the 27 Club is really crazy. It is... 
Are you going to explain to them, or are you just going to read So, them? it is all of celebrities who have died at the age of 27. Okay. And just in case you didn't know. Yeah. Robert Johnson, which is, uh, like, the first blues guitarist. Brian Jones, the Rolling Stones guitarist. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. Morrison. Uh, or, yeah, Jim Morrison. Ale- is Alanis Morrison on here? No, Alanis no, Morrissette is, is, still is alive, surprisingly right? alive. Of Kurt Cobain. Wow, there's a lot of them. Like, this is... I mean, a lot of them I don't know, but I mean, like, you know, Amy Winehouse, Hendrix, uh, Brian Johnson, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain. I think Tupac is on here, too. He just wasn't listed for some reason. Or was it maybe because he died in 1997? I know Tupac... No, he didn't even die in 97. Biggie was the one that died in 97. So Pac died, and I think in September of 96... He might be in the 27th club. I'm not sure. And I could have sworn that he was. I thought he was too. Ooh, is this a Mandela effect? I'm... Turn the mic back. Oh, man. You want to give a quick synopsis of what the Mandela effect is? I mean... Because but... I'm sure people have heard it before. They just don't understand it. And this is another, like, abstract social construct that we've already mentioned, like, the fucking standalone complexes. We could totally get into it. So, basically, like, to give a general synopsis of what the Mandela Effect is, is if it's a fictional event that the hive mind of society believes happened, even though it Hold on, didn't. hold on, because... Because turn the mic back. <laughs> the mic is on. No, I mean, are we recording, though? Right now. We are? Yeah. Oh, why doesn't it look like it's recording? Because it's really... It's zoomed out. Oh, oh, okay. Let me All zoom right. it back in, so now you're not so like, like feeling like a crazy person. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. Because I totally felt like a crazy person just now. I was like, why are we like this is content? Like, what do you do? <laughs> no, okay, hold on, because because it's definitely like Bearstein bears and not like Berenstein. Well, the, bear. the, the bigger one is like, like so the it comes from everybody thinking Nelson Mandela was dead. He was. He was totally dead, Joe. Like I totally remember, like Nelson Mandela. And so was Paul dead, McCartney. Like in high school, <sighs> we buried Paul. <laughs> um. So the Cause of the the big one that is it's the movie uh, Shazam, starring Sinbad. That's not a movie. Shazam starring Sinbad is not a movie. I totally feel like I like remember... Like, we all thought it was Shazam, okay, no. and Sinbad was a genie. No, no it was no, Shazam, no, no. and Shaq was a genie. Okay, no, but I... Yes, yes. We're getting yes. confused with a movie where no. Sinbad was a no. pirate. I totally... I remember that one, too, but I totally remember Sinbad being in a movie where he was a genie. But I totally, it wasn't Kazam with no, Shaq. No, Everybody's no, getting the movies confused. That's, that's true. That's true. But I totally remember him being in a genie movie. And, okay, according to Wikipedia, Tupac died at 25. I, dog, I can't explain to you. Did he die? Yes, yes. Okay. I do, I do think Tupac is dead. At this point, I mean, like, the seven-year theory was the most convincing yeah, one that, that I've was heard. The, exactly. That was the most convincing plot. Like, that was the fucking Da Vinci Code of the Tupac, like, conspiracy. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, he should have came back in 03. Yeah. When the fucking Resurrection movie dropped. Yeah. Right? That would have been perfect. Then you drop the fucking resurrection movie and then BAM 
Tupac lives. <laughs> oh my god, it was real. Oh, do I'm you... sure you heard about the underground no. rapper named Black Haze that sounds exactly like him. Do you know? No, because I don't follow Tupac clothes. I don't. I can't take it. It was... It no, was... like, this one is, like, the one that's, like, so underground and so crazy close that people were like, maybe this is really Tupac. I'll, I'll check it out, but I I tend to stay away from them because, like, at this point in my mind, it's, like, mythic. So, even... I, I could have talked to that nigga on the street, and even if it was him, I wouldn't have believed it was him. If he talk, It's like that time Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and then came in, like, fourth place. Like, Wait, did you hear about this crazy news that there was a guy who um, was filing for health insurance in Kentucky, and his name was Tupac Shakur, and, like, they stopped it and on everything, and they were like, he's dead. And you want to know something about this uh, Tupac Shakur in Kentucky? He is a member of my delegation. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the name is Brazilian. Like, Tupac, or is it... It's Tupac it's Shakur? Either... Spelled the same way? No, Tupac is... It's like a... Oh, God. It's either, like, a Peruvian name or... A Brazilian. Now, the question it, was, middle name Amaru? That, I think, is another, uh, like, Latin American name. But... According to Wikipedia, to bring it all back, Tupac died at 25. I totally thought. I thought he was older. As which as goes to show the like mental, like how big Tupac was, like big brain. That's a Mandela effect. I feel like that's a Mandela effect, and we'll never get into it. But I always thought that Tupac was on 27th. I remember hearing he was on 27th. But. Maybe it's because he was in such proximity to other celebrity deaths in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We lost we lost uh, Cobain. Yep. We lost the guy from uh, Blind Melon. The, all I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Oh, for real? That dude's dead? Yeah. Um, I threw that song on uh, our playlist. Mm-hmm. It was one of those songs that just like popped in my head again, and I was like, this song was really good, and I think a lot of people might have forgotten about it. It's one of those songs that's really depressing for a reason I don't like it. I mean, like, the 90s was the decade, so... It was. It was a nihilistic decade. Like, everything about the 90s was, like, I was just gonna say, like, it, it was, like, the, the decade where rock stars were just dropping off. It was... Ooh! This is a hill that I need to die on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break because there is something that I... That, like, this is a moment that I actually have something really important to say. Ooh. You ready for this? Speak on it. Rock music needs to make a comeback. Mm. I have heartedly agree with you. Rock music needs to make a comeback. You want to know why? Explain yourself. So, all music lately has been just like <clears throat> electronically produced, right? That is. Have you ever been painful. to a rock show? No, you haven't yes. been to many concerts. No, I but I have been to a rock show. There is nothing like seeing a rock concert. It's really hard to beat seeing a rock concert versus seeing a DJ or a hip-hop artist unless they have a live backing band, which is when I saw Lupe, he did. That's fair. That that that's fair. I mean, it's a different a show is it's a, a different yeah, it's a different atmosphere. And it's hard to carry something by yourself. Why do you think rappers have like background dancers, background dancers, hype men, hype men, or other rappers come out. Yeah. So rock needs to make a comeback. A, because playing instruments are fucking cool. 
I don't care who you are. If you know how to play guitar, you got some cooler points. That's true. I, I can't argue with it. Uh, there's nothing to argue with it. Also, As a person if who you loves know how music, to play guitar, but... you can immediately fill the stereotype of that guy at the party. Sometimes you just need that guy when it's that dead. Yeah. It is. I mean... There's a reason why that guy shows up to the party. Yeah, I mean, the best Halloween costume, one of, not the best, one of the best Halloween costumes I ever seen, saw. My buddy Kyle went to this uh, Halloween party, and he was wearing a flannel shirt, jeans, carrying an electrical, or carrying an acoustic guitar, wearing a beanie with cigarettes in his, his uh, rolled-up sleeves. And I was like, Kyle, what's your costume? And he was like, oh, I'm that guy. Asked me to play a song, and I'd be like, okay, play this. And he would play Good Riddance by Green Day. Damn. And he'd be like, play me another song, and I'd pick something else. And then he would play Wonderwall. And that's all he would play. <laughs> yeah. He was that guy. Damn. Damn. But no, rock music needs to make a comeback because playing music is cool. Everything is being made electronically. And, and... hip hop, while yes, it's much more open, is still too. It's okay. hard for them to approach. No, 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 let me get through it. No. And you know what? My delegation is still pissed off. And you know how we can get through it? With a fucking guitar and a fucking pair of drums. And to just throw that shit into a garage and jam. I mean, there was a reason why y'all took that shit over. Like, y'all really, like, it, it spoke to you guys in a way that... That rap resonates with, I feel like, my delegation... Like we once, had we, once we rock created got, like, rock, taken? yeah, we created like rock music, and then y'all were like, "Yo, yo, <laughs> this shit slap," <laughs> and y'all started doing that shit hard. And, Still, fuck Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, and then we did like you know we were like, "Oh, okay, y'all can have that," and then we did like soul and like R and B music. What's up, Stevie? <laughs> and that turned into like funk and all of that, and then slowly. Slowly things started to like morph and then eventually we came to, to where we are now with like hip hop and shit. I think rock music needs to make a comeback. Because I was listening I, to Rage Against the Machine in the car and there was I, nothing I that made me feel like so fitting. Like rock music needs to make a comeback. People are angry. You know what's good about releasing energy and anger? Fucking rock music. Yo, I agree with you. To an extent. Because, I mean, rap used to be really fucking angry, too. I mean, if you stop and think about it, like, public fucking enemy. It goes in cycles. Rap is now getting sad boy. And then yeah. when rock became sad boy. That's when it died. And that's what is making me feel. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like rap is like gonna, it's gonna. There's nothing wrong with being bad brains who are an all-black hardcore punk band straight out of D.C. Legendary. There's nothing wrong with being... Living Color, fucking hardcore band, straight out of the 80s. Awesome. Yo, but I... Well, they weren't a hardcore genre band, but they were just like a fucking awesome rock group. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying that more people should branch out and try other things. I think that would be totally dope. But I just love rap music. <laughs> it just, really... I, like, I would list some rappers in my, in my delegation, but a lot of them, a lot of them are corny. And that's why I feel like they need to go back. I feel like a lot of them, it's because like they they go for their role and it's they, and they, they and what they do because they're like this works for white rappers. It just always comes across as corny. I feel like it's because these white rappers really want to be rock stars, but can't play any. G Easy definitely shows that. 
hold on, because he's one I saw, alright, so I saw this great you know, meme, for example, where it's, like, a dude at a bathroom pissing in a urinal, and there's, like, straight up 12 urinals left. And then this other dude walks in, straight to the urinal right next to him, and it has logic over his thing, and he turns <laughs> to the guy and he goes, I'm half black. That's totally real. Yo, no, I feel that way about Machine Gun Kelly, though. Not g Easy because I, like, yo, g I can feel that about MGK. Machine Gun Kelly definitely gives off that I wish I was a rock star. Also, rest in peace, but I, I feel that way about, um... God, what the fuck is his name? Yeah, Ariana Grande's ex. Oh, Mac Miller? Yeah. What? Nah, Mac Miller is definitely, like... I mean, he's definitely got, like, sublime vibes to him, but he's definitely a rapper. Yeah, but so was Bradley Noel, another 90s rock star that died. I mean... Fair. I mean, and I he's guess 12 years old and too much will be a horse. Nobody ever told him it's the wrong way. Don't be afraid at the quickest you get laid for your family get paid. It's the wrong way. The only family that she'd ever had was of seven older brothers and a drunk mm-hmm. ass dad. You can hear mm-hmm. it hitting on the beat. That's fair. You can look at, like, the whole new metal genre where it's like Slipknot is fucking rapping. Corn is rapping and beatboxing. Like, they're doing all these crazy fucking things. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, think about it. It's not crazy. Like, Monkey, like, their guitar player, Monkey, is black dude. That's, yeah. Like, they all have dreadlocks. Yeah. Which is all problematic in its own right. But, I mean, everything's problematic. Rap is super toxic and super, like, hyper-masculine for no apparent reason, except for now. It's also, I'm not going to lie, I think there is, I'm not going to say causation, but correlation. A lot of my friends from your delegation, one of the rock bands they like is Korn. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean... I mean, like, Slipknot, uh, like, new Metal is a real thing. Like, Yeah, no, it, it's true. I, I agree. I see I the see. scene. Respect it's to fucking the scene. body count. Yeah, respect to the scene. Respect to the scene. It's out there. I I have a hard time with it. There are some... I mean, I like Limp Bizkit, though, so I can't talk That's shit. the... All right, I wasn't even going to mention it. I like Limp Bizkit, too. But that's, like, the absolute <laughs> number one example of, of, of like, new rap. Of new metal. Yeah. yeah like, like, Chameleon Air once... I think he said in a song, he was, like, uh, my favorite rapper since Check Your Melody. Yeah, yo, I mean, Fred Durst is... The biggest douchebag on the planet. I've wanted to see Limp Bizkit. I've Fred Durst is Bizkit like white future, for so yo. long. Hold I've on. wanted to see Limp Bizkit for so long just to see Hold if on. Fred Durst, is his aura is as douchey as it comes across. Am I wrong in saying that Fred Durst is white future? Yes, because people don't actually like Fred Durst. I feel like people do like Fred Durst. They're just afraid to admit. I think there's more people, people like out West there. People like Wes Borland, who's the guitar player, and dresses like he's from fucking Slipknot. And you have Fred Durst in a fucking fitted, and dresses like he's still in 2006. Six? I fucking... Yo, but it's so authentic, bro. Like, You know what's hilarious? One of my favorite movies, Zoolander, when they're, like, doing the walk-on of, like, all the celebrities, and it's, like, Lance Bass... Fred Durst, like it's all these super dated celebrities, and that's yo. part of the thing that makes it so fucking funny. Yo, like even even Trump is, so is in that movie. Two thousand and six. Oh my god, I know. It just it makes me cringe every time I think about it. I'm like, we elected. Yeah, no, this it makes me cringe too. But... They elected this motherfucker president. I said we. I didn't vote for that nigga. Me neither. I can't. I vote. voted for Greg Popovich. Did you for real? 
I wrote in Greg Popovich. I wrote in Bernie Sanders. I was thinking about carrying on the American tradition and writing in Mickey Mouse, but I think somebody else covered that for me. I, That's I, right. Every single presidential election since Mickey Mouse's creation, at least one write-in vote had been casted for Mickey Mouse. I believe it's almost 100 years running now at this point since I think Mickey Mouse was created in the 30s. Every time I think about it, I just get really confused, Joe, because I'm just like, what the fuck? is the end game to all this bullshit <laughs> what the fuck are they what are they really trying to like what are they trying to prove what is there to like what what what's gonna happen after all of this but there's no point in really like thinking about any of all that shit because i can't really affect any of that shit by doing anything besides voting and i had to take a minute <laughs> mm-hmm because it's so fucking real right now, son. Like, I just... And, like, this, as I so said, much... it, took, it took America shutting down and a nine-minute assassination video. Snuff film. Snuff film. It was a snuff film. <laughs> I mean, it needed to happen, hey, hey. unfortunately. For a snuff film, it was a lot shorter than he thought it was going to be, right? 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 Yeah. It doesn't take that long. It's fucked up. Black Lives Matter. Man, it's crazy, and it's so much more than that, Joe. Like at this point, because there was a movie made a couple of years ago about like an internet channel that was constantly streaming snuff films, and they would drag them out for like days at a time. And that was like the plot of the movie. And then this happened nine minutes. It's it's fucking crazy though. But nine minutes, like, can you imagine what this shit felt like to him? Nine minutes, nine fucking minutes, man. It's why. It's, I, I can't, like, express how crazy it is to me that people are even, like, trying to justify with the riots. I've had enough of the talk about the riots, man. It's not like riots are happening all over the place. It's not like the America is burning. Like, I was really in all concerned. actuality, like, people. I was really worried. I, like, the day of all the riots getting really, really bad. Or maybe it was the day after just the, the video coming out in general. Like, I'm really affected by this. And I walk into the house, and I'm wearing my Jackie Robinson jersey. Because, you know, solidarity and shit. She's trying um, to show you. Yeah, and my mom was like, she was like, how are you? I'm like, I'm exhausted, mentally drained. And she's like, why? And I'm like, mom, have you been paying attention to the news? I'm wearing a Jackie Robinson jersey. And I think, like, we haven't talked about it since, and I am kind of hesitant to, because I, I feel like it would turn into that type of discussion, and that's not a discussion I want to have with my mother, who I think is going to be really tone-deaf to it. So, we totally forgot what we were talking about after we went on break because the dogs were barking. Um, we're just going to open the floodgates and uh, see what's trending on Twitter. Yeah. I like how you go blame it on the dogs, though. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. You know, sometimes when we get rolling... Look, if Democrats want to win the election, they need to run somebody whose primary campaign is animal cruelty. They'll get all the white bulls. Mm. Think about all the girls on Tinder who are like, I probably swipe right for your dog. Oh, man. There's so many things wrong with that, bro. 
I'm not even. I can't even. I. All right. Open the floodgates, my guy. All right. Number one. Live. Mourners play tribute to George Floyd at Houston funeral. I mean, of course, that's going to be a trending thing for a while. I mean, let's keep it trending until some actual justice is made. You know, we want to see real change from this. No more of these snuff films. Please, we've had enough. As a nation, I think it's time that... It's time that we find a solution for this shit. I'm tired of seeing these hashtags trending, yo. I'm tired of having to add more names to the list to say it is crazy that for this long we have peacefully been trying to make this happen and then we burn down a police station and a target and all of a sudden people are upset and why can't they protest peacefully? But, but, fucking, they burned down that fucking police station and now they're at least facing second degree murder, if not first degree murder. But, <laughs> the, uh, the next thing that was trending is Stan Lee. And oh. I couldn't figure out why he was trending because the top three things were like, since he was trending... We're going to post this, and it is Stan's Soapbox. Okay. So this is something clearly out of a very old comic book. Right. Let's lay it right here on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume super punch or super villains, they can't be halted from a punch into the snoot or a zap from a ray gun. The only way to destroy the insidious evils they really are... The one bigot is an unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If he hangs up, it's a black man, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, when equal intensity, with equal venom. Now we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another, but although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational, patently insane, to condemn an entire race, to despite an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if a man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. For then, and only then, will we truly be worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God, a God who calls all of us his children. Stan Lee. Excelsior. <laughs> I want to follow up with a real quick note. The X-Men, Professor Xavier was modeled after Martin Luther King Jr., while Magneto was modeled after Malcolm X. Yeah, I seen that shit too. It, that, that, oof. The speech, though, or that, what would you call that? That blog post. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so um, poignant. Like, I just, I, it's hard to express sometimes how frustrating it is that in a society, in a world where so many different cultures have blended together to make so many great, iconic things and people and places 
I just don't understand how we are still dealing with the issue of racism. And I guess that's where I get confused at. It's not like I'm confused why or who the racists are or what their motive is or like any of that shit. I just don't understand the will to hold on to something like that in a day and age like this. But I guess that's faith, right? Like, so one of the other things is the uh, the Batman movie. Wow, uh, that was dark. Did I just? Yeah. What, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened just now. <laughs> oh no, I'm just pulling everything back on track. So the Batman movie, the one with um, Robert Pattinson as Batman, that was greenlit to continue filming. Ooh. Okay. okay. Um, cool. So it means a little bit of society so do is getting we, back to normal. Do we know any more of the cast list? Because like I was hearing drops here and there, but I, I, I mean, don't know what's been confirmed. I don't know too much about it. I just know that it resumed filming. That's cool. It's a little bit of a step yeah. back to a normal society. All right. Um, what is normal? Rage Against the Machine is trending. Mm. Mm. So... Uh, this is the number one tweet right now that I see with... Hold on, this one has a bajillion retweets. Oh. So, uh, somebody at Tom Morello. I used to be a fan until your political opinions come out. Music is my sanctuary, and the last thing I want to hear is political BS when I'm listening to music. As far really? as I'm concerned, you really? and Pink are completely done. Keep your mouth... or keep your mouth in ruining your fan base. And Tom Morello responds, Scott... What music of mine were you a fan of that wasn't political BS? That's what I'm... I need you to know right now so I can delete it from the catalog. That's what I'm trying to figure out, Joe. Like, how... How... Rage Against the Machine was all political. They filmed in front of the New York Stock Exchange, started a riot, and forced the market to close early. Check out the Sleep Now in the Fire music video if you don't believe me. <laughs> Not to mention Woodstock 99... Yeah. <laughs> that festival was literally burning. Unless your favorite sports team wins. Unless your favorite rock band is going hard. That's why rock band Ooh, Neo's out. trending for all the wrong reasons. Oh. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Neo said I'd like to thank George Floyd for his sacrifice. If you don't get the bald head, retarded ass on hitter. This for is some his... Terry Crews shit. Did you see the Terry Crews shit? What did Terry Crews say? No, why do the... Sometimes it's okay not to say anything, guys. Sometimes it's okay not to say anything. I know that's hard to think, especially when you feel like you hold a place of, like, public relevancy. Defe Terry Crews, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we're all of this together. Somebody retweeted, what do the white people have on Terry Crews? Damn, man. Damn, man. And it's like, I feel like Terry's heart was in the right place. But you totally, like, gaffed that. Foot in that. mouth. Yeah, you totally gaffed that, yo. God damn, man. Like, what the fuck? Sometimes it's okay not to say anything. 
you know, you know, when you have money, sometimes the best things you can say are with a handful of money. <laughs> like, so, Jordan did just throw a hundred million dollars at social causes. Fuck that. Fuck that, bro. Kanye. Fucking Kanye. Did you see Kept the thing where they were like, Kanye was running the deep con the whole time? Oh, yeah, I saw it. No, but fuck that show. Kanye donated and kept his mouth shut. Shut. Didn't say shit. He was like, I know I can't say nothing, but I feel torn about this. The boulder feels conflicted. All I'm saying is from now on, unless you are absolutely sure that what you have to say is poignant and expressive and moving, from now on, don't say shit. Just say it with your motherfucking dollars. We pay you niggas exorbitant amounts of money <laughs> to live fantasy lives. So, um, one of the other things that is trending um, for our weed listeners, and I do know that you were out there, I don't know as much personally about this, and I expect you to know even less, but Persona 4 Golden is coming to PC. So, Persona mm. 4 is um, a JRPG, which stands for Japanese Role Playing Game. I knew that much. I, I don't know if our, all of our listeners did. He, Joker, the main character, is in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, he's technically, I think, considered the best character in the game right now. Ooh, really? And uh, the whole plot of uh, Persona 4, I watched the anime, so um, listeners, please, you will correct me if I'm wrong, basically are like phantom thieves where they steal the good intentions of somebody inside their mind to basically like force them to confess all of their sins so like they break into the people's mind like and uh it's kind of like jojo where they have stands like they, oh, they so basically they have stands like they're they're normal people and then they'll be like arson and you know this like guy will pop out behind them. so it actually gets like joked around compared to jojo a lot um, Damn, does it? I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, it's a really, really popular JRPG um, to the point where the first DLC character for Smash was the Persona 4 main character. Yeah, um, okay. So that's, uh, that's something cool that's happening. Next. If you wanted to check out Persona 4, it's a really popular game. Um, I've, I've been, heard, to- I've been I've told that I really need to jump on and play it. I was going to say, I've heard good things about it. I just... All right, like, so... I'm trying to figure out what bad me. I love video games, but I don't really have a lot of time to play video games. Yeah, like I just beat the Final Fantasy VII remake, and you know I play a lot of League of Legends because I have to fill my competitive, you know, void. And um, but I have like the Resident Evil 2 remake sitting in my PS2, and I'm like, I I loved here when that came out, and I've had that for like three months now, and I haven't played it. Working. Not to mention, I just finished the Final Fantasy VII remake. Working out is my video game. Can I talk about that for a second? Ooh, you want to go into it? No, All right. We're not going to touch what I said. Just not, nope, fuck it. Keep moving. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you have not finished the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I will say any time after President Shinra is killed, that's in the original game. I don't feel bad for saying that. Stop listening and fast forward to... Skip on ahead to 52 minutes. I watched, like, so I beat the game, and I was, like, blown away. So, like, you you get to the end of Midgard. Right, 
Right. After you beat, like, the thing. And then in Final Fantasy VII, they're just like, all right, let's climb the rope down out of Midgar. Yeah, yeah. So when you get to the end of Midgar, well, for starters, you've also had all these, like, ghost wispy things, like, floating around right. in the game, which weren't in the original, but I kind of thought that they were, like, a proxy for, like, the reunion people all that oh. were going with Sephiroth to the North Crater, right? Oh, okay. So oh, right. turns out that they are, like, arbiters of fate and they mm. keep things what? they keep things going the way destiny would and like uh, i i was huh. watching it and like as we're huh. driving the motorcycle out like the railroad like the the road above collapses and these little arbiters of fate like it should have killed everybody yeah. swoop in and they lift it all up because they needed to live because they're right. going oh yeah the final fantasy 7 remake right yeah. And they yeah. need to follow the plot of the Final Fantasy VII storyline. So they go to the end, and when you normally would just climb down, there's a portal. And Aerith is like, what's on the other side? And she was just like, terrifying, boundless freedom. And I didn't think mm. about it until after all of these things that had changed. Like, there was a part in the game where... Tifa was like, I need you to go to the bar and I need you, and Aerith cuts her off and he's like, you need me to get Marlene, right? Tifa never said who Marlene was. She never said to Aerith, Marlene at all, at any point in the game. So that's why Tifa was confused, where she was like, yeah, I need you to get Marlene. Aerith knows things that she shouldn't in this point in the game. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we're at a point where we have these Arbiters of Fate that are protecting us. And Aerith and Cloud are the only ones that can see them. Cloud has got a lot of the genes from Sephiroth in him, right? Okay. And Aerith is an ancient, so she knows, like, the interconnecting of everything. Well, you go through this portal, and you fight these, like, Arbiters of Fate. Where if you look at them, and you use, like, the scan ability, it says that they're all from a different timeline trying to protect how everything goes right mm. so you're fighting all these people with tifa barrett and cloud and these arbiters of fate have a sword a gun and fists mm. at the end of this you beat the mm-hmm. arbiters of fate and I then follow. you fight sephiroth and sephiroth like it was weird to fight him but at, after you beat him and you get into like this cutscene, like they're getting really close and Sephiroth says it's seven seconds until the end. Mm. Now, when in the original game, when Sephiroth kills Aerith, he is on screen for seven seconds. Damn, you remember all of that? Well, no, I did some research on oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. But he okay. was on screen I'm for like, seven no. seconds. A lot of this I did piece together myself, but I was yeah. like, there are still some clues. So I, I, I did a little bit of a deep dive yeah, last yeah. night. That's fucking... Oh, uh, that's nuts. So, that's, all of these, nuts. like, whispers that were yeah. covering almost the entire city who are Arbiters of Fate trying to keep everything and clearly, in place yeah, the are just, like, pushed away. Mm. And you see the ending scene of the prequel of Final Fantasy VII where Zack, who's basically, like, he saved Cloud yeah. when Cloud was, like, comatose at the end of the Nibelheim mission. Yeah. And he brought him all the way back to Midgar. And at the end of Crisis Core, after he fights all of the soldiers, Zack dies. Right. Yeah. And Cloud takes the sword. Yep. 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 Well, at I the remember end, that, that. When, when they bring it back, Zack doesn't die. 
He picks up Cloud and he keeps walking. Mm. And as the, you see this like bag of potato chips like fly in front of the camera, right? And you see mm. that it looks like the little dog that you've been following around from the resistance group, but it's a different breed and has a different hat. Mm. So it makes me think that the timeline. This is changed. a different timeline. Yeah. To where our actions have affected the timeline of the original Final Fantasy. Mm. And the people, Aerith and Sephiroth, are aware of how the original Final Fantasy is supposed to play out. So they're the but they're the only ones that are aware. And Cloud has some inkling yeah. because of his attachment to Sephiroth. And when you're fighting the Arbiters of Fate, everybody's getting hit by like these visions of the potential future that are from the original game. But now they're fighting against the fate that was supposed to continue on through the game. And now that they've defeated that future... What is to come now? What is to come now? Because right at the end of that scene, when Zack starts walking, is when in the timeline of the remake, all of the like Barrett, Rether team, Aerith, Tiffa, and Cloud are walking away, and you see Cloud and Zack pass through Tiffa or the rest of the five, and Cloud and Aerith like pause and react because they feel like the spirit of Zack walking through, and they pause and like they don't know, yeah. but they have a sense and something is different, and they change the timeline to the point where. Zack lives. If we no longer know what's going to happen, we don't know if Aerith's going to die. It was seven seconds until the end for Aerith to die. And Aerith says what's through that portal? Boundless terrifying freedom. Because she knows because of her awareness of the first game that she was going to die. And that gives signals like all the way through the game where she's like Cloud, don't fall in love with me. All of these things like that. Where mm. she's just like, stay off, I know what I'm going to have to do. But when she goes through that portal, she no longer has any idea. None of us do. Hmm. Hmm. So, I don't they, know. they That's found wild. a way That's to wild. basically make the remake a pseudo-sequel. They're doing some, like, fucking Marvel timeline It's Kingdom shit. Hearts shit. Which makes sense, yeah. because Tetsuya Nomura was the director of Kingdom Hearts. However, I think it might work. Because you're not involving fucking Disney characters. Mm. And your teammates heal you, Donald! <laughs> oh, man. That's great. So what else is trending? Oh, no, that, that I already went through that. Oh, Final Fantasy VII yeah. wasn't trending. I just I just needed to go on that rant. Yeah, no. Nah. But that's wild, right? Yeah, no, nah, that is wild. I'm like, I'm still trying to like mentally digest that shit. They really did some crazy like timeline jump in there, and I'm fucking with it for real, for real. It kind of it, makes it me straight up reminds me it. of Ocarina of Time. Um, so you know, Ocarina of Time is like the central point in the Zelda timeline. Yeah. So the Zelda timeline is really weird. It splits into three different things. At the Ocarina of Time ending. So Ocarina of Time. There's three endings. You have the one where uh, Link wins because at the end of Ocarina of Time if you remember you have Zelda and uh, Link floating in the, the sacred realm and okay. they're like they split up and they send Link back to his timeline and Zelda goes to her, stays in her timeline mm. so okay. they have the child timeline which follows 
Link at the end of Ocarina, and he goes into like Majora's Mask, and then that goes into Twilight Princess, and then um, Zelda's storyline goes into like Wind Waker, where you know mm. Hyrule gets flooded, and you follow like the yeah. Toon Link storyline. Yeah. Well, there's also a storyline where Link dies fighting Ganon. And then that goes into Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Link's Awakening, and all of that stuff. Oh, because Ganon won. Yeah. Now I'm thinking Final Fantasy 7 has split into two timelines where it's basically a hero lives, hero dies timeline. The original game is the hero dies, because Zack yeah. is the real hero of the game. <laughs> and now we just started down the hero lives timeline. Yeah. I don't know how Zack is going to play into this. Exactly. He's going to. If they don't, I'll be severely disappointed. But uh, yeah, because Cloud is the hero. <laughs> which is no, which is crazy because there's like I there I have the biggest complaint I have about the remake is the targeting system really sucks in combat. Damn. Like it's really really annoying to target people in combat. Other than that, I don't have any complaints. But that's, that's I a, have more complaints about Breath of the Wild, which I shamelessly put over 400 hours into, than I have with the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yo, I was looking for Switches the other day, like the, the actual console joints. Oh, they're dumb expensive. Right yeah, now. buddy. <laughs> oh my god. Like, yeah, people will love Animal Crossing in a world where they can't interact in real life. It's... This is... I'm over it? People are all, like, trying to stock market turnips, and I'm actually just sitting here on Robin Hood. Right? Right? Let's talk about that. The level of escapism that's happening right now is fucking ridiculous. Well, I mean, like, Robin Hood... So, you need to accept that thing, because I need my free stocks. <laughs> uh, but, like, Robin Hood... Robin Hood's, like, really cool, because, like, once you put the money in, you can almost kind of, like... When you can afford it, you almost kind of see it as, like, Monopoly money. And... If you do a little bit of research, like, I have a couple of friends of mine, we just talk, like, we'll talk every day about stocks, and just be like, yo, buy in on this, because we're doing all, like, petty stocks, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I might switch over for you, just to, you know, help you up. Mm-hmm. I had a dream last night that I referred somebody and got a Google stock, Oh, and was like, real? it was a lucid dream, so I was, like, thinking about what I should yeah. do with this Google stock. Like, do I hold it? Do I sell it? Nah, hold that shit. But I mean, like, Robinhood's wild. Like, I've seen people on the subreddit, like, doing all these things, and they're just like, yeah, you know, I just made, like, $14,000 today buying this one stock and selling it out eight hours later. (laughs) Anyway, get on Robinhood. It's a lot of fun. Um, And you never know. You can just make, like, stupid money. Like, my friend Mike Lynch, he's he started with $400, and I think he's over $1,000 now. That's the thing. Like... I feel like even you have to be diligent stocks, to keep up with it. Yeah, even with penny stocks, though, I feel like which is great because it's like, now something I can look at instead of Twitter or Facebook. That part, that part. But you still need like at least five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars is a good starting point. I started with ten bucks, and then I got it up to forty, and then I was t- like, I really started to get interested. So I think I put in another like total a hundred over the past couple of months. Fucking capitalism is beautiful, bro. What do I, I, what do I keep telling y'all? I told y'all this shit. People are I making feel fucking money I feel off this shit, bro. Because like the ones that you can make the most money on are pharmaceuticals and gas companies. People are fucking making money off this shit, dog. People are gonna be stupid rich by the end of this motherfucking shit. I'm trying to tell you, yo. Give some even... smart, underpaid people stimulus checks. Fucking eat the rich, bro. Fuck that. It's like. 
Can we eat the rich symbolically by taking away their stock market wealth? I'm just look, man. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. Have Don't my, hit him in the heart. Hit him in the wallet. Like, money rules the world. Black lives matter. Cash rule everything around me. Cream. Get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yo. I was thinking about throwing <laughs> Wu Tang on by there myself. I also like how there's like I have a couple of songs that I've added where they're like. I don't know which one of the two added this. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of songs that I've added that people will be like, hmm. I definitely did put Castlevania music on there. I put fucking <laughs> Keylani on there. I still feel like people might not know which one of us put Keylani on there, though. Like, uh, A lot of mine are definitely obvious. I feel like people might... Have you actually been listening to it? Somewhat. I've been listening to it. I mean, like like I said, I have one Tory Lane song, fucking bumps. Yo, yo, that shit, yo, that whole Tory Lane's, the last Toronto album, like, that should go, like, underrated. I feel like Tory, Tory Lane's definitely underrated, yo. Um, now, nah, our playlist is definitely eclectic. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. Eight new songs every week. We don't delete it. You just get an extensive catalog. Exactly. And soon enough, you know, we might let our Patreon participate, like, add playlist songs. So. I mean, we can just... I thought about this. I was like, the playlist by Doc and Ziggy? Or what about the playlist for Doc and Ziggy? Mm. Or the playlist with... No, I think that's actually the one. I think we actually. I think that's the name of the playlist right now. Is the is playlist it? with Doc and Ziggy? Oh, is it? Well, then let's keep it that way. <laughs> How about like we'll we'll do like oh man, what the fuck? The playlist for storming the Bastille. <laughs> Shit, I'm just proletariat playlist. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Actually, no. Playlist Proletariat. That sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think about it for a minute, but I agree. I agree. But, mm, God, that's a fucking tongue twister. <laughs> Playlist Proletariat. You rap. That shouldn't be that hard for you. It's... I mean, it's not normally. <laughs> Pre- Playlist Proletariat, Peter picking Piper's... What would you do for our next subject? Yo, I wish... See, this is why the visuals... Oh, man. Anyway. Look, still, you have to remember. We all got one mic. One mic. And we still bringing it to you live and direct. I think I might just go buy another mic. We, look. I've looked. <laughs> I've looked. I haven't looked recently, but we gotta, we gotta, yeah, look. We need at least a sound muffler. We, we'll talk off mic. It, look, listen, y'all, it's been real. Walmart's open, that's all I know. <laughs> it's been real. I hope y'all have enjoyed this week's episode. We, we gonna keep it short this week. You know, things is going on. We'll be back to y'all next week. We'll have a B-Sides episode for you. And 
Just remember, everybody, keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And remember, none of this is normal. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is stuff? time to...